Hello there. Guess what number this is? What, guess, what number? Guess what well, number? There, there can be only one. Oh, it's not. It's not. It's not the first episode. That would be a long time ago. <laughs> and I should know about a long time because I've been living for <laughs> centuries, maybe even millennia. I cannot remember my own backstory. That's the exciting part. Do you know me, Egyptian? No, you're uh, Scottish. Right? No. No, no, ra ra, ra ra, <laughs> my god, my god ra, I sung by my, my my new god, Lady Gaga of the House of Gucci, the father son, the House of Gucci. I've not, I've not seen that trailer. Yet. Literally, that's how it ends. She goes, uh, father, the son, the House of Gucci, and she does the crosses. It's like yes, 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 Queen. It's <laughs> what I say now. By the way, I've been dead for nearly a year. My God. Didn't I, even, I forgot about that. Some motherfucker chopped my head off, and now here I am. There you are. You're, I'm a ghost in the machine. You're up in the heavens, uh, nope. hitting women open-handed. Nope. <laughs> are you not up in the heavens? Not up in the heavens, certainly not. That makes sense. <laughs> the shit I've done. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Neil Connery got up there. My <laughs> brother, my brother. I shook her him a space. I'm just stuck down here. <laughs> Um, Roving the podcast serververse, ready to play Dombo with any motherfucker who tries. <laughs> I've got my goon squad. Uh, it's it's me, Roger Moore, a couple of people who played James Bond in the Casino Royale, where everyone's James Bond. <laughs> We're waiting on Woody Allen. He's he's surefire coming down this way. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> he ain't making it into heaven. <laughs> Welcome to um to episode two hundred and fifty. How exciting! Of are you movie mad? What's that then? When it's at home, it's a podcast where I well Andrew introduces me to movies and uh, Andrew Jones, the I'm, wonderful podcaster. Yes, he's a he's a cinephile, Is and he? he asks me if I um. Oh, he's am, just like my friend Woody Allen. Then. <laughs> he asks me if I'm mad. I've watched a movie or if I'm movie mad. Cinephile. Um. But this week it's episode two hundred and fifty, and we are. <laughs> I don't know. It's really hard to do Scottish Do you want to pop into the uh, radiator for a bit? Oh, you know who's in the radiator? Go have a look. I know who's in the radiator. It's my favourite character out of all time, Harold Giamatti, from <laughs> yes. the Jungle Cruise. Yep. Did you see the Jungle Cruise? Go give us uh, John Disney plus. Go give us a cracker. Um, my name is we find... I'm a cinef- oh. oh yeah. What? Go on. What's, on. what's going on? I'm I'm Johnny Ellis. I'm movie man. I'm jo- no. I'm Andrew Jones. I'm a cinephile. That then you do your thing and then we do. Johnny Ellis. I'm movie man. You seem to be already in the swing of things. Did I miss? Sorry, I was, I was chatting to um. Sean Connery and we. So Sean Connery. I, I got ahead of yeah. So Billy himself. Yeah. <laughs> I got ahead of myself. Um, I'm Johnny Ellis. I'm movie mad. Alan Quatermain <laughs> from the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, one of the great pieces of cinema of the modern age. <laughs> you need to ask me the question because you do that at the beginning and then and then you do it at the end. Oh, uh, the podcast is called Are You Movie Mad? I ask 
I show Johnny a film I and I ask him if his movie got mad or not, and that's the thing. And then every so often I'll say, "Are you move?" And are you movie mad? I go, "Yeah, I am." And it's like, well, that kind of belays the point of the podcast, mm-hmm. which I ask you these things. And for two hundred fifty episodes, he's done that already. So, nah, ah, ah, baby, not gonna happen this time. Um, now this is two hundred fifty. That's a lot. We've been on this for a long run. Yeah, we've been doing yeah. this since Trump wasn't in office. Yeah, that's true. It's crazy. We've been doing this um, since the pandemic was the idea of laughter. Um, and this has been an episode waiting to be done for 150 episodes. Mm, because really? if you, yeah, if you call back to episode 100. Um, Mamma mia! Here we go again. <laughs> yes. Do you remember this at all? Surely you do. Um. So, uh, just to recap, I remember though, we, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> we, um, we were planning episode 100 and you said to me, I could choose the film. Yeah. And I said, and uh, then you film. chose something and then we never let you choose a film again, right? Yes. Good. <laughs> and I over. said, I said, you know, what film comes out the week episode 100 comes out is Mamma Mia, here we go again. And we had so much fun with Mamma Mia. How could we not do my mummy? Here we go again. When and you're you gone. Very, and you were very against the idea. When you're I, gone. Um, in the months and weeks leading up to episode 100, I kept uh, dropping it in the conversation on, on podcasts, um, preparing you, <laughs> preparing you. And then the day before we recorded, we went to the cinema to see something. And I remember leaving the O2 with you and you turning to me and going, no, no, seriously, can we not do Mamma Mia tomorrow? And I was like, oh, fine. So I had to cobble up something together. So I thought, well, me and you watched Highlander, the first one, um, together outside of the podcast. And you hadn't seen uh, Highlander 2. Highlander together. And you hadn't seen Highlander 2, The Quickening, yet. So I was like, well, why not do that as an episode? And celebrate so you went from Pierce Brosnan to Sean Connery. Yes. You didn't even think maybe we'll do boat trip. <laughs> so my plan was to wake up early and go to the first screening of the day for Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Uh, I slept in because that's what I do. Um, so you came over and I was like, right, we'll record a podcast. Now I'll do an evening screening instead. And as we were recording podcast, I was setting us all up because it was my my choice. Um, and I said, we're going to be watching Highlander 2. And you said, no, we're not. And I said, yes, we are. And you said, no, we're not. And then I, I, think, I think before we did that, I gave, I gave you a, a celebratory 100th episode present. So, and commiserated that we weren't going to do anything. What did you give me? Oh, yeah, the, the, you gave me the album, yes. Yeah. I gave you Here We Go Again, the soundtrack. Yeah. So I apologise for that. You could go and see it for the episode. Yeah. yeah. And then I said, we're going to be watching Highlander 2 because someone doesn't want to watch uh, Mamma Mia 2. Um, And then you said, no, we're not. And I said, what do you mean? And then you showed me your phone and you booked us tickets to see it in the IMAX. And it's one of my fondest memories of this podcast. Hey, it was a good episode. You should listen to that. It was a good episode. And you enjoyed it. You didn't yeah, that think... was the surprise. I was so dreading yeah. the first half, and the second half is me exulting on it, because as we all know, in the uh, four years since... Three years since. Wow. For a long time. Anyway, everyone knows it's actually one of those great sequels. It's the Godfather 2 of musicals. It's better than Godfather 2. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Godfather Two is, is like well, it's I it, I guess it's just slightly better than the Godfather people say because they love the Godfather <laughs> so much they can't stop telling you how much they love it anyway. Whereas Mamma Mia is terrible, but Mamma Mia Here We Go Again is a legitimate film. So, <laughs> so now we are finally doing um the film we were originally meant to do for episode 100. Well, I guess actually, uh, originally, actually, originally, it's not right, is it? Ellen? <laughs> it isn't right because. You, you threw another curveball at me because thanks to uh, rights issues and what? Uh, thanks to Dakota Johnson for my bit. <laughs> we stand. She's a queen. We love her. I guess not not rights issues, but like thanks to uh, certain thanks to critical acclaim yes. and desire for superiority. I don't know what it's about. This I guess they just they wanted to hide their mistake by adding more mistake to the mistake. <laughs> thanks to certain. I uh, guess it's a serpent turf mistake. It's a sloppy mistake. Certain people it's a real have... piece of shit, you know, it's got his hair pushed back, slicked back, thanks sorry. To, thanks to certain companies and people not wanting um, the fans to watch the originally the, the original uh, Highlander 2, The Quickening. Under 90 um, minutes long? Yes, this podcast long. would love that. Um, we are going to be watching Highlander 2. It just says Highlander 2 here, but when I searched it, it came up as Highlander 2. The Quickening. Uh, renegade version. The renegade version of the quickening, which is a good. I feel like I can't say the Highland Two without additionally going Sean Connery and saying the quickening because it's <laughs> it just has to be said like that. Yeah, well, which is a good. Um, the quickening. A good twenty minutes longer than the original film. Right, Johnny. Johnny, you just said yes. a good twenty minutes longer. Are we certain? It certainly is twenty minutes longer. Yeah. <laughs> Are we certain the stuff they've added in is good? I don't know, but right. Um, right. So here's the thing: I haven't rewatched the first Highlander uh, very recently. You've you've rewatched well, it. I did it recently I... because it was on Netflix. I was like, well, I, I guess I can yeah. do my homework because I'm a good boy and I've got I'd, nothing going on in my life. I had planned to watch it tonight because tonight's my first of four nights off, and we we're going to record this tomorrow. And then Amazon US uh, decided to say, hey, actually, uh, this is leaving at the start of August. Yeah. Because um, streaming is a terrible situation. You don't own anything. It can't handle anything. And we're in a pandemic, so I can't just sit down and watch a Blu-ray with you. Yeah. Still. Um, so do you want to recap us on what happened on Highlander? Okay. Um, so some police guys were like, hey, uh, there's these people whose heads have been locked off. Yeah. We're going to investigate what's going on. And then this girl's like, ooh, there's this weird, hot, antiques art dealer guy. And then for some reason, they go back in time and there's like Scottish people, wars and stuff. But I didn't really pay attention to that. I was more interested in, you know, the police looking after looking up to these dead bodies and this woman who's obsessed with art dealers. Right. Cinema. Cinema. Oh, and also the Kurgan. Yes, the Kurgan, played by? Bones Tomahawk. <laughs> Clancy Brown. Mr. Krabs himself. Uh, sorry, who? Mr. Krabs from uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. That's not what I say. I say George Clooney's co star in Hail Caesar. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, coming soon, um, the villain from the new season of Dexter. Or, you know, sometimes coming soon and also not coming soon because season five has been a very long stretch. A character in Billions, <laughs> whose season five is continuing in September after it ended in March because, you know, coronavirus. Well, <laughs> and by March, I mean last March. Um, so here's the thing. God, it's been a year and a half. Sorry. Highland 2 
I always remembered uh, having fun with it when I was a kid. Right. Um, why are you watching these films as a kid? Do you seem adult? <laughs> well, like you know, when I, I when I think of Christopher Lambert films to watch as a kid, I think something like Mortal Kombat, which is just about friendly people being yeah. nice and kind to each other. I never watched not this that. violent, horrible fighting against each other until the death. That just seems too much. <laughs> I must have watched these around 10, 11 years old, I'd imagine. Um, and I remember loving the first one. And then the second one, I remember really enjoying. And there's like a moment that always stuck out for me. There's a certain death. Um, which, well, this one. Yeah, which was always a visual kind of thing that stuck with me. Um, is, it, and, is it the death of Sean Connery's cinematic career? <laughs> this is what took him to TV. And then I w- I've watched it once since it's I've good to been an, shows of doctors. I've watched it once since I've been an adult because I watched I, I introduced uh, another friend to it a few about five six years ago maybe longer. Um, How long have you been an adult? Um, you know, I'd say about eight nine years. Maybe. Yeah, I don't feel um, like I'm an adult yet, so I'm younger than you now. <laughs> and so I, I watched a film with a friend and I was like, oh, I remember having fun with this. And and then I saw it for what it really is. All right. But I still enjoyed it because it just brought back fond memories. This is a bit like me in The Phantom Menace, where I liked it as a kid and I watched it when I was like 15. I thought, ah, oh, yeah. Uh. But now I'm like, well, oh, it's got some ideas. Yeah, and you're like, I, right, I see, I see that it isn't great, but it just it brings back fond memories. Um, but now again, I'm doing, I'm put, I'm going into this kind of not knowing what to expect a bit. Hmm. This um, weird uncertainty for celebration. Yeah. Because this is you just meant to force me to sit through something you love, but now you're yeah. you're trepidatious because what if they ruin what you love? Because I remember last year I found out about the Renegade version. I think someone posted it on some group I'm on on Facebook, and I was like, "There's a well, if Renegade it's a higher level group, you surely cannot be part of that, right?" <laughs> there's only there's... Can't be yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I only found out about this Renegade version last year, and I tried looking it up, and from what I could find, it was like. Fifty dollars for a DVD or something, you know. Yeah, it was really hard to track down. It was out of print things. So I, I just resigned myself to the fact that this Renegade version existed, but never got the got to see the light of day. Only to realise today that quite the opposite is true, and the original Highlander two is now the rare one. It seems it's been vaulted. So I've it's got sitting there with the Song of the South just hanging out. So I've got a rare DVD in my hand right now. Um, with the original 86 (laughs) with the original 86 minute uh, cut but we get I'm I'm getting an extra cut (laughs) it's late night recording Um, so I'll read some of the quotes on the back of the DVD here for you Uh, are these quotes from reputable journalists or are these quotes from the director oh jeez I've just seen the first I'm sorry (laughs) I've just seen who 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 wrote the first one? But oh, we'll, 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 is it is, is it is it uh, an answer from Only Connect this past week? Oh, 
What was the answer from Only Connect? Well, it was going, you know, it was notable players of uh, instruments in the string section going from violin, viola, cello to double bass. And right. uh, like, you know, their choice of double bassist was Kermode. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, no one in the audio studio knew that. And my mother got angry that would be the answer. We were all disappointed because fuck that shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll work up because um, the, the first... Uh, quote the the source of the first quote is just perfect so I'm, I'm I'm gonna work up from the end so first rate says the evening standard loads of action says the sun okay is it now that's a bit like uh when uh the expendables <laughs> did uh the empire film quote and used that as the way to get as as part of the cast list mm. and it listed all the cast within the quote and said the best action ensemble ever cast or something like that right. <laughs> and that was on the top of the poster that's how they did the credit block huh. i was like jesus christ you've actually just put your you know your whole poster as one quote <laughs> from an upcoming article talking about the news report of the film even happening it wasn't even a quote <laughs> telling you that the film was good because they gave it two stars um loads of action immensely exciting and all action blockbuster says the daily star no 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 no, no characters <laughs> no drama no compositions no. just action Spectacular and knockout says the Daily Mail. Yeah, knockout. And um, then you know, take uh, Christopher Lambert and send him home. He doesn't belong here. And and last but not least, wonderful, amazing, brilliant, a must for everyone says just seventeen. What's wrong with that? I've I've never seen just seventeen on a DVD before. Well, well just seventeen, of course, is a magazine by uh, one person who at 17 became a Highlander mm. and so we'll start printing mag- <laughs> magazines specifically to the target audience of 17 year olds because they were just going to be 17 forever so we're really excited about Highlander too because it was a 15 so they can go and see it but also it really dealt with the problems of you know living forever <laughs> who wants to do that who, who wants to live forever um who, 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 who? right let's see if I can give you the blurb on the back here um well, I hope you I, can. Can you not read? I, I can, yeah, but I don't want to spoil certain things because I don't know how much you know about this. Well, I mean, I'm reading. I've just had a look at the uh, thing on Amazon Prime. Right. Okay. Had to experience one of the most spectacular cinematic adventures. Right. Okay. And somehow yep. Sean Connery's back. It's 2024, and McLeod and Ramirez are back to save planet Earth. Yep. Okay. So it's three years time. Um. Okay, I think it's this one should be fine, what I've got here. It says, years after battling the Kurgan in Scotland and New York. Yeah, I remember that. previously seen. Oh, and by Connor... the way, uh, Kurgan was uh, was defeated. Yeah. That, that um, we, should, we should know, he said and... they battled, but uh, he, he, he done died, but not yeah. in church. Church is and do you, Yeah. Do you remember the, the one of the best lines in the first Thailander film? Um... Hold up a second. I'm just going to check. Yep, there's definitely a headless dead body here. It's me. I'm one of the police officers looking at the dead bodies. You remember my storyline. <laughs> one of the best lines is one that Kurgan has in the church when they, you know, it's sacred ground so they can't fight. Oh, hold on a second. I, I think I know what it is. Go on. I'll get you, SpongeBob. <laughs> yes. Because he's, you know, wanting to get yeah. SpongeBob in to do his day's shift. No, there's a moment where he says, um, I've got something to say. It's better than burn out. Fade away. <laughs> this is fun. She can live. Sorry, go ahead. Better, better to burn out than fade away. 
Yeah, it's better to burn out and fade away. <laughs> Do you not remember that? No? That's like a standout moment for me in the really? first film. Yeah. And um, I mean, I beat you by that point. It was like an hour and a half in, and really didn't feel it. And in the Queen move, in the Queen um sound, uh, they they released the soundtrack, but it was the album uh, a kind of it's a kind of magic. It was basically the Highlander soundtrack. Nice it's got album. Highlander. <laughs> yeah, it's got Highlander clips in it, um, like uh, sound clips. Oh yeah, so, I, I, mem- I remember the song. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of this, like, don't Will lose your head. chop your head off? Um, but there's one song that starts off with, um, the radio, like, it's a clip from the film, and it's, um, the Kurgan right. radio in the car. New York, it looks like the Highlanders <laughs> are out for justice, so go and find them before they get their way to Coney Island. Um, By the way, yeah, if the Highlanders want to be a Warriors <laughs> version, that would be a kick-ass squad of New York gangsters who uh, can't be killed unless you chop their heads off. They can't go to Coney Island, because that's where Mr. Y, or the Phantom, is. Um, <laughs> Sorry, why? <laughs> but yeah, there's a song in uh, It's a Kind of Magic, the album, uh, that starts off with a clip in which the Kurgan is in his car listening to the radio and they've got the news on and it, the news I is hate the about, fucking eagles man <laughs> the, the news is talking about a man's decapitated body which at this point at this time has not been identified and then um, you hear the Kurgan going I know his name and then it goes into the song <laughs> yes I know his name I know his name so uh, the blurb here. <laughs> I started, but I need to finish. Years after Batman the Kurgan, Scotland and New York, Conor McLeod, Christopher Lambert. No? I thought, uh, there we go. Uh, I thought you wanted me to say, <laughs> No, no, I just wanted to laugh. Um, and, his, and his suave mentor, Juan Villalobos uh, Ramirez, Sean Connery, um, are back. Yeah. <laughs> are back. Tra- tracking time warps and new adventures in this I'm sorry. sequel. I'm sorry. Yeah. Before the new adventures, can we just dial it back two words? No, three words, because there was an and. Yeah. Tracking time warps? Yeah. yeah. Tracking. Apparently so. Like the Terminator in Dark Fate? Yeah. <laughs> do they <laughs> have, do they have like uh, nubs instead of genitals? <laughs> Have they developed, was it a casting business or something? <laughs> Tracking time warps and new adventures in this all-action sequel, again directed by... Yeah, Highlander. <laughs> again directed by Russell Mack. Mac- I am also from Scotland. Uh, it, says, uh, it says, the Kurgan may have been vanquished. Remember, decapitation is the only sure way of being killed. Yeah. But now there are more, there are new and more powerful foes to, to counter in an even more hostile word, world. You know the thing? Yeah. You know in the thing in which the point in which the thing takes a head and turns it into a uh, spider? Oh, yeah. Do you reckon the, the thing could do that to a Highlander and kill the Highlander through that? Most likely. By thinging the, the Highlander into a spider head. What we need is more Highlander crossover with more franchises yes let's get more highlander franchises i mean where was that in 
my Space Jam movie. Yes. Oh, if only. When Bugs dies, I mean, spoiler alert, Bugs when he dies, why didn't Bugs lose his head? Uh, or Elmer Fudd blows it off and goes, I've got it, they got it. Because that, that means... It's me, um, I have the power. <laughs> because that means there would have been war when Bugs died. But as we all know, that's all, folks. I'm living it again. <laughs> Um, he now, died, and then he didn't come back for five seconds. <laughs> I was so scared. What do you know about Highlander 6? Uh, no one likes it. All right, do you know where it goes? Do you know why no one likes it? Uh, because it's not the Highlander film that they like, which is the first one. Yeah. And in everyone's instances, no one likes the sequel. Right, but do you know what route it goes down? Like, it, it, it brings a major change into the uh, the franchise. Um, does it decide that Christopher Lambert can't speak? No. Or Sean Connery can't speak? I mean, these are the two <laughs> options that are both devastating to me. Do you generally yeah, not no, know? What are we doing? Because, because I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what your so reaction is. Imagine, imagine without that. It'd be, like, it'd be like the Deadpool in uh, Origins Wolverine. Hey, what if what if you can't speak and then you know you can never laugh? What if it's a thousand words? You can only say a thousand words and then that's it. I never saw that film. No one saw um, that film. It was called A Thousand Words. The premise was Eddie Murphy won't be able to speak, so you can't even enjoy him. Mm-hmm. So um, Mr. Church, who wants to go see that? Yeah. So do you? So you don't know the? Okay, so I'm guessing they remove swords and they finally add what we always wanted, which was laser grenade guns. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to guess you generally don't know where Hook this is going to go. I, jo- I don't know. Okay. I mean, that, I mean, it says 2024. Are we going to be in Blade Runner Los Angeles? <laughs> well, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, what is that laugh? <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. I can never do that fucking laugh. Well, shall we? Um, There's only one way to find out. There's and not there's one way to find out. I can go to Wikipedia if I really wanted to. And there's only one way to find, for me to find out what happens in this Renegade version, which I'm so excited about. Like, it's and annoying that because we've added not 20 minutes. You, you didn't like it. I mean, I didn't. I, you know, like I said, I went when I rewatched Highlander two a few years back. I, I, I saw it for what it is, but I still enjoyed it because I was like, I still remember the fun I had with this as a kid. So maybe I'll go into this one and it's more serious. <laughs> and when you say serious, are you thinking like monologues were going uh, Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet? It's four maybe. hours long. Well, unwatchable with Mel Gibson's it in it. It is very interesting you mentioned Hamlet, but we will talk about that when we come back. Oh my God, Sean Connery's playing a skull. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. All right, we need to start this now. <laughs> I don't want to spoil any more. Let's, let's, it's let's the skeletons. Right Skeletor is here. He's got to take down a human. Let's, let's get right into it. Because <laughs> I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> the quickening shall begin. In our distant future, where all hope is lost, planet Earth faces certain destruction. And the only one who can save our world in time is the one who lives forever. There can be only one. Republic Pictures presents The Return of a Hero. Who are you? I'm Connor McCloud, and I cannot die. 
and the rebirth of a legend. You've remembered almost everything I taught you. I've had a lot of practice lately. The Highlander has come back in time to save our world. Promise me you'll do something to stop this. I will. In his greatest adventure ever. Your time is now. Christopher Lambert. The director's cut of Highlander 2, the renegade version. This is Katana. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was the name of my Lionside's character. Like, I always remember... He's got my back. I advise not getting killed by him. His saw can cut your head off and turn it into a quickening. I'm confused. Just oh, I'm just reciting... I'm just reciting the classic Rick Flagg speech, but right. uh, oh, regarding Michael Ironside in the film Highlander 2, The Quickening, Renegade Cut. Um, well, I've got an, a Michael Ironside quote for you. Oh, could you give me all the Michael Ironside quotes? <laughs> in everything he's ever said in his life, yeah. please. Like, uh, goo goo, gaga, mama, dada, hi, my name's Michael Ironside, and I'm here to say I'm fun to play bad guys in a really funny way. Um, Michael Ironside recalled his experience on this movie. Yeah, listen, I hated that script. We all did. Me, Sean, Chris, we were all in it for the money on this one. I mean, it read as if it had been written by a 13-year-old boy, but I'd never played a barbarian swordsman before, and this was my first big evil mastermind type. I figured if I was going to do this stupid movie, I might as well have fun and go as far over the top as I possibly could. All that eye-rolling and foaming at the mouth was me deciding that if I was going to be in a piece of shit like that movie... I was going to be in the most memorable fucking thing in it. And I think I succeeded. Michael Ironside. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the way to go about it. It's like, if it's a project that's going to be wacky do anyway, don't try and tell it into like a serious piece of, you know, I'm Jared Leto and I'm going to go crazy, but it's like a, a state of performance where I want to show you I'm going crazy. I'm performing that I'm performing. Just be like, fuck it. I'm Robert Pattinson. I want to just do crazy stuff, and uh, if you let me be on set and you want me to be in this film, I'm going to be crazy. So just accept that and cut around me if you have to. Meanwhile, John C. McGinley made his character's voice as deep as possible in an effort to imitate Orson Welles. <laughs> he has since admitted this is a bad, it was a bad idea. He sounds great in this because he has that, like I was told, talking to you, there are sequences in which it, within the scene he'll go from, you know, high status controlling everything to low status, you know, yeah. crying weak. And it, you believe he's this one crazy character where he's putting on a facade and he's, you know, he's really playing up to what he believes has to be. So trying to pretend to be Orson Welles and then falling, you know, down into, you know, shameful, broken territory works yeah. well for the character. And, you know, John C. McGinley, he, he's never bad. He and Michael Ironside, they're both never bad. And I was talking to you about Sean Connery as well. Even when he's doing something that's just for the money, he's giving, you know, he's having fun with it. You know, this, this is a film full of people who are just like, you know, it doesn't matter how bad this thing is. We're professionals and we're going to have fun. You know, um, this is the only character other than James Bond that Sean Connery played twice. That can't be true. Yeah, he's never Hardly played. Second. Did he not come back for the second Untouchables? What <laughs> And um, one more because I was what looking about the hard for the hard place. Did you not return for the hard place? <laughs> I was looking for Stout the trivia. It's time. I was looking for the fuck trivia, up Rom Queen now. This is the whole <laughs> film. It's me just trying to fuck up Rom Queen. This is very much a cancelled project. <laughs> Michael Lee is desperate to make this one. I was um, I was looking for the trivia while we were watching this, uh, just to see what if there were any good things. Uh, so 
I gave you a few things there. The the quote and John C. McGilling, uh, his um, deep voice. Just sort of two more is that Clancy Brown was asked to reprise the role uh, in a cameo, but declined. Um, and that uh, Christopher Lambert refused to use a fake sword for the fight scenes. In his first scene with it, he cut his finger to the bone and Michael Ironside dislocated his jaw in the dome fight. After these accidents, Lambert decided agreed to use a plastic sword. Okay, I my mistake. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Sounds like integrity, you know. I really yeah. need to feel the, the heaviness of the blade. Ow fuck, ow fuck, ow fuck. Well <laughs> don't get it close to me with that fucking blade, I'll tell you that much. Um, so let's get into the, the thing that I... <laughs> Why would you want... <laughs> Who would say... I don't... Even Jackass wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you don't bring a sword to a movie fight. <laughs> That's the crow. That's why we got the crow. You just accidentally put a knife round in and suddenly your whole franchise is fucked. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> let, let's get into the, um, the thing that I set us up for before we started the film, I said there was something in this film that um, I wasn't sure if you knew where the franchise was taken. Um, oh, um, yeah, Maggie Grace, she yeah, gets under your bed. I knew you were going to do that. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure if you knew where where they where they took the franchise with this second film and why it's so, like, regarded as an awful Hated. decision. Yeah. Um, and it turns out this... Uh, this this renegade um, cut. Renegade cut doesn't do that. It it um it kind of uh, avoids it the bit of exposition it. that you had. Yes. So in Guess the original it. cut, um, it's made it's quite it clear. Yeah, it's made quite clear that um, they, the Highlanders are from uh, another planet, and they come down for the game, and the game is you know there's there can be only one. But this renegade cut. There can um, be only one, but maybe there's more. Maybe there can be only one. Yeah. <laughs> but this Emphasis, renegade my cut. Dear um, boy. Um, it, um, it retcons that to um, it's uh, regarded. It retcons be, the retcon. Yeah, it retcons the retcon to be um, in the uh, in the long, long past when science and magic uh, were one and the same, and they they work together, and then. They get transported to to the future of this of planet Earth. Yeah, so, we, so in, it, it, in the past, it's a Dune style world where there's you know sword fighters and guns and stuff like that. Question for you regarding that. Yes. Is this a Battlestar Galactica situation? Mm, Can I spoil Battlestar Galactica for you? Yes, please do. Okay, uh, Dwight Schrute should know this. The uh, final episode, we see them go back to Earth and, you know, spend you know, millennia. They spend millennia on Earth. And what happens is uh, time is cyclical. And, uh, by the, and eventually it becomes New York of the modern age. So it's like uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah, it's Inside Lewin Davis, but for the whole of universe. Yeah. It's just, you know, Earth's going to happen again. Right kind of thing so are we also headed to a highlander style future which is you know then going to lead into a current day style future or 2024 that thing again and again and again that could be interesting well Mm. i can tell you that um highlander three and four and onwards and just the the tv show um completely ignore 
this second film. Right. Um, fuck you. Um, and this is the one film I wouldn't ignore. This is the one film where it's like, hey, let's put it all on here. And it's um, it's um, apparently there's an ongoing joke with Highlander fans that number three should be called Highlander Three: The Apology because <laughs> they just completely ignore what happened. Um, can we counterbalance this and start our own Highlander franchise entirely based on this one? I am so so surprised that you like this because I was going into this whole recording. One, thinking we were going to be watching the original version. So, like, I didn't know how different the, the Renegade version the, the, was. The 20-minute shorter version. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was I was going in expecting to watch the version that I grew up with and the version I rewatched when I was an adult um, and realised, oh, yeah, this is shit, but I have fond memories, so I still love it. And so I was, like, going into this thing and Andrew's going to hate this and it's going to be hilarious <laughs> because it's, it's, it's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to me choosing films, I choose a film that Andrew absolutely fucking hates, but That's I right. defend to my dying day. <laughs> and um, and you were having so much, you were having so much fun with it. This film, as I was talking about it, this film really does. If every blockbuster has cribbed from this film the last thirty years, yes, yeah, you... I made a joke about the the, the twin penguins. Yeah. In this, that they're basically like the twins from the Matrix, and yeah. then pretty soon afterwards, they're in a Jupiter ascending style, you know, yep. uh, rocket fight on the streets of a major metropolis. Yeah. Like, wait, you, now that's two Wachowskis right there. Yeah, and you rightly, um, you rightly said that the whole look of the the world is just Batman Returns and Batman. <laughs> yeah, it, it, Batman it's, it's your Gotham City from yeah. the uh, eighty nine through to ninety seven franchise. Yeah, and. But then we have sky beams. Yep. Have um, what else do we have? That was like exactly would come to pass anyway. We had there's just a bunch of things here which were yeah. just bits and pieces that turned out that's what the world that's what all franchises led to anyway. It's just here it's throwaway pieces. And the um and it's uh, done better here than it's done in any of those things also because it wasn't like the main focus. It just happens to be a part of it. And also, there's blood and there's swearing, and yeah. there's people who are just acting up. They're not they're not just acting for money. They're acting. They're performing for money and having fun because they're there. Yeah. It's not right. I'm collecting my check. I'm Bruce Willis. It is entirely right. Well, we're here anyway. Let's just see what we can do and see how far they'll let us go. And the studio oversight was limited. It's not <laughs> you know Kevin Feige trying to make sure everything's exactly the same. It's just right. Okay. So in this sequence. Sean Connery and Crystal Lambert are just going to, you know, put swords at each other for no reason and then smile and laugh and high-five each other? Yep. Cool. And then the next scene, they're going to get into a car and get shot like Bonnie and Clyde and <laughs> then get out of it. And there's squibs of blood. There's just lots of squibs of blood that's quite violent. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And it's real squibs. It's not CGI. Yep. And it's models <laughs> getting exploded. Yep. And it, you can really feel the effects. Yep. Perfect. The, um, the things that always uh, stuck out for me, like... You know, because I had a, a big gap where I remember watching it a few times as, as a kid. Yeah. And then when I revisited it with my friend, when I first time as an adult, the things I remembered going into it were the um, the Jupiter ascending kind of serial fight and the beheading, the first beheading, which is done by a tram, which I just <laughs> yeah, thought, I thought was genius because he technically great. doesn't. He's too old to at that point to 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 really do any damage. Yeah, no, no, this is Christopher Lambert and good old age makeup. Mm. Real good old um, age makeup, by the way. Struggling, um, you know, uh, doing this. 
and then the guy just you know gets run over and his next his neck snaps off like it's lebron james space jam 2 toys <laughs> have you seen that no there's these lebron james space jam 2 toys which uh in the packaging you can actually pop the head off all right it's the the, the head is not encased in anything so uh you so most of those heads are being stolen so oh, they were wow. just they're just headless lebron james <laughs> looney tunes space jam and new legacy toys out there Jeez. that's now what's happened because oh, um, uh you know there can be only one <laughs> and that what that's michael jordan doing that but yeah uh so there was the jupiter ascending kind of fight and yeah. there was the uh um ramirez coming back to, uh, um, oh shit! Yeah, and also Ramirez coming back to Earth is uh, the greatest storyline. <laughs> I love in it. Stage show, not right. just any stage show, but a stage show of something you referenced before we even started watching the film. Yep. What, the it. what were the odds? Like the, the odds are low that I reference Shakespeare as as yeah. well read as I am. I'm not going to, do, but but for a four hour Kenneth Branagh Mel Gibson. Shakespeare reference that I did before we started. Yeah, I, that's that doesn't happen. And I forgot just how little, um, you know, he he does a lot of his scenes on his own with not without not with um, Christopher. Not with Rambert. anyone. Yeah, um, takes him a while to get to just, hang out with Rambert. Yeah, he's just wandering around this new modern world. And it's so a fish. He's having a fish out of water story. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, as soon as I realised that's what they were going to do when he was up there on stage, just looking around and trying to go like. Whoa. Are you are you having this conversation with this dead guy about how much you love him? All right, weirdo. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Okay, he believes Shakespeare stories are real. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Oh, I'm, I'm so a fan of this kind of character I... who's who's wolf, who's kind and hopeful, but also you know doesn't quite understand what's going on in the world and is going to learn eventually yeah. <laughs> by getting a you know a new suit. Yeah, <laughs> going get, getting on a plane and having a drink. Would you um would you ever be interested in watching the original version? I mean, yeah, I've got, got to no see what the here. twenty minutes yeah. without are. I want to see what what what, what isn't there, and if it, I'll, I'll be honest, it's a little too slow at times. Yeah, yeah, no, I would I, like I to see like this... you know if see if it can be cut down to make it faster and still funny. Yeah, I, the the stuff you enjoyed, I think, is still there. Okay, that's um, good. So like the the whole train sequence with the Michael concept of Michael Ironside needs to be yeah. Okay, um, that train sequence, by the way. Yeah, he gets uh, Michael Ironside gets on the train, decides to hijack it and yeah. put it fast. And uh, we just watch civilians crash, <laughs> crash against uh, the glass and smash up and blood everywhere. It's like, okay, you're being really violent to these civilians. Yeah. Then when it comes down to him killing some guy who's just shot him later on, he's trying to rip his uh, jaw off, and then we yeah. don't see any real violence to that. There's no even blood splatter. <laughs> but but I these think... these nice civilians getting. I think there's maybe a little bit less violence, and maybe it's a bit cut down compared to what he, what we saw in this cut. But um, but we get to see John C. McGinley's final face. Oh no, I mean on the train. Oh, on the train. Well, yeah. there's some weird stuff on there. There's some real uh, yeah. uh, Moonwalker style yeah. visual effects. Yeah, I don't remember that that weird face with the bulging eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's straight out of Total Recall. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that is just because, like, hey, it's with Michael Ironside. Let's just do Total yeah. Recall now. Why not? Um, but yeah, I'd be very. I meet you at the party, Victor. I'd be very intrigued to see what you think of uh, the original, uh, the theatrical version, because if they is... can ever see it, because it's not easy to get to it, team. So, so I do have the DVD, and I always yeah, but... keep hold of the DVD. <laughs> but we may never hang out in a room together. But I could post, I could post it to you. 
I would never be able to watch it because I'd have to put it in quarantine. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I'd be very intrigued because I, I feel like it's been a while since I've watched the theatrical version, but I feel like it is very different despite having the main scenes still there. You know, you still get the um, the Bonnie and Clyde kind of driving thing with, uh, yeah. yeah, you still get that. You still and, get... and the conversation afterwards of how many bullets each one of them took. Uh, yeah, I seem to recall that. that was yep. fun. I enjoyed that kind of banter. Yeah, I seem to recall that. I, I seem to definitely recall the, the curtains being opened and they're both there and they punch. They're both there and they punch the guys at the same time. Yeah. Synchronised violence like that. It, yeah. it, it, it's camaraderie. It's positive. It's fun. And yeah, all, all the fun things that you loved in this are in the theatrical version. But the... The aliens, no. Yeah, the idea the that that whole idea like shoehorned into into it i don't know it it does change it drastically it's so strange to see just how how different like you know i watched the um the snyder cut of uh, justice league and i'd seen the original cut and there was it's like what two hours longer and i yeah. didn't really notice much difference just extended scenes you know it's still the same story uh but like these two cuts are, it's it's the first time that I can recall seeing different cuts of a film and seeing drastic differences, despite using the same scenes. Like, it, it's just, it's just that core idea of the, um, of the, the, the planet. Like, they don't, yeah, it, it's, it's made, they make a point of, establishing that in the theatrical version so when we when we were watching it and i was i kind of i was waiting for you to say something and then i was thinking to myself like they didn't really say it i'm like i'm sure they said it more uh like they they explicitly said it in the theatrical version guys we're aliens and then and then i mentioned it to you and you're like oh yeah i just thought it was like the uh the past but i thought it was still earth and i was like yeah thinking of when you now you mention it it did make it look like that in this version um yeah it's it's wild it's I, i'm I, I can't believe i managed to finally see because i i just resigned myself to the fact that i would never get to see this cut unless i was willing to fork out like 50 or 100 dollars or how much however much it was gonna be mm. unless i was unless i was really willing and had the money to to hunt out a copy of it like a bootleg dvd or something um yeah <laughs> this is this is such a different episode to what i was expecting to be doing can i also mention yeah uh, also predicted geostorm as a concept yes you this, film, that is, well, this yep. film is uh, very much i mean so colin, so colin mcleod the clown cloud yeah develops uh, shield yeah <laughs> to uh, combat the ozone layer's deterioration. Yeah. And then it's used for evil, nefarious ways to uh, keep money going. Yeah. Which is basically what the premise of Geostorm is. Uh, Joe Butler creates Dutch Boy to stop uh, the weather and climate change destroying the things. And then it's like, well, maybe we can, uh, you know, do we want to turn this loose to the world or just keep it as an American thing that we control it? And uh, they're like, mm-hmm, hey, ooh, ah. Let's see if we can make money or at least have the world hostage. <laughs> um, By the way, Geostorm, also a great film. Yeah. And also, um, it was nice to see, like, 
and this was in the um, theatrical cut as well, but uh, the Queen soundtrack is still very much prevalent in this. Because I think this is the, from three onwards, they don't have, they don't have the rights. Yeah, yeah. They can't, they can't uh, make callbacks. Even though, you know, as I was saying to you during the film, like, it would have been nice if they managed to get an, an entire new soundtrack from Queen. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Freddie Mercury died the month it came out, apparently. Um, so they probably weren't up for doing soundtrack. I don't know if they were ever approached to do one. Um, but it was nice that we still got, like, little hints here and there and it's you know found a film really of who wants to live forever it's kind of magic i mean it's not it's not as um it's not used as much and as well as the first film because i think the first film the soundtrack is one of the best film soundtracks um or one of the best uses of film soundtracks in a film for me um it's just yeah it was just nice to still have that I'm still I'm still in shock that you were laughing and having fun with it. I, I honestly it's thought... It's a silly sword fighty film with Christopher Lambert, Virginia Madsen, Sean Connery, John C. McGinley, and Michael Ironside playing to the hilt about, you know, some people who may be aliens or maybe just, <laughs> you know, immortal humans on a future version of New York City 2024 in which uh, maybe a corporation has taken over the uh, concept of keeping Earth survival going, but also Earth survival wasn't doing well because it's basically escaped from New York situ- post-purge situation going on down on the streets. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, this is madness. You've just thrown a lot of ideas into a blender and turned out scripts, and you give each section an idea and play with that for a bit. You don't just make it like, well, I've got to do this and we're just going to walk through this one miserable world and examine one miserable world for two hours. You're like, right, what about this? But what about this? What about this? What about this? And you give enough time for every single idea so it's not so hyperkinetic that you lose track of things. But you're always distracting us with something fun too. Yeah. That's what films should be doing. They should just be saying like, wait, let's see what we can do in this world. Let's play five games, not just one game five times. The... um. The, the scenes we get um, kind of uh, equal it out for the... It's, it's not a world you're kind of massively... I'm trying to find the right words. It's not like a franchise where you're, the, the law of the thing is yeah. super important. It's just the fun fight sequences. The, Basically, uh, the you just need to know they can't die unless you take their heads off. Exactly. Or yeah. in Sean Connery's instance, I guess he uses his will to stop <laughs> a spinning object, which yep. he could have just kind of stopped he them run out of anyway. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had fully, convenient claws. I was fully expecting it to be a very quiet uh, film to watch together, and I wouldn't really hear much from you, and you'd be playing uh, your PlayStation or something while I'm. Watching. I was playing right. PlayStation a couple of times, and I regretted doing that a couple of times. Oh, I was like, oh, I was playing, I was playing, and also going like, but I kind of, I, I've got to stop. I've got to watch what's going on here. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even like so bad. It's good. It's just no god no. It's just How so way good. Is it so bad. Sorry. It's, um, Look when, yeah. look, when you talk about classic action, obviously, you know, the first thing you think of these days is like, you're like Die Hard Matrix Fury Road. Yeah. These are films which have a couple of, you know, some key ideas and they play them as many, play many different variations within that. Yeah. This does that too. 
It's not yeah. as perfect as those three, obviously. Yeah. yeah. It's a little too long. But it has so many games being played. Yeah. And you're always like, right, okay, what's this scene? Right, this scene is Michael Ironside and uh, he's been he's being run over by a car and then he's going to climb around the car and he's going to fight Conor McLeod on the top of the car and then he's going to try and fight Virginia Madsen while she's driving the car <laughs> and this is happening. Or he's going to get in a taxi and uh, he's going to throw a sword through a windscreen to say, oh, this is how I pay for it. And the yep, taxi driver is going to get angry. Yeah. The taxi driver's like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I got a sword through my windscreen. That's definitely in the, um, in the theatrical <laughs> version as well. I definitely remember the sword going through the, the thingy. Um, <laughs> you in the music industry, my sister's in the music industry. <laughs> What's up with these taxi drivers? All these taxi drivers are weird. How do you feel do they, about... Do they clean the blood and come off of the seats? <laughs> um, how do you feel about the uh, the upcoming reboot? Because it's been talked about for years. I, you know, the last 10, 15 years, I've, I've remembered seeing so many different articles where they're going to do it, they're going to do it. Right. It seems likely that they are actually making moves. Henry Cavill's been cast as... Are they going for a movie? Clown McLeod of Clown McLeod. Uh, yes. It looks well, like an Amazon-style show. I am Every just, ten episodes, uh, and it's just going to tell you the story of Highlander in ten episodes. <laughs> so no, was that? Was that? Yeah. There we go. Um, you got it. Chad Stahelski is going to be helming. Okay. It. Yeah, he's uh, um, John Wick. He's Keanu's uh, stunt double. And from what I can see, it's um, Kerry Williamson has penned the script. I don't know. Uh, name doesn't. Nothing uh, over here. Run with me. Um, and Henry Cavill apparently is going to be in the title role. Okay. Whether that's whether he's going to be playing Conor McLeod of Clan Cloud or just a Highlander or the Highlander, the title. Terry role. Williamson has two credits so far. Okay. And they are Alex Cross with Tyler Perry, which right. I was joking about to someone just this <laughs> afternoon. Wow. Because you know, <laughs> as I was doing, don't cross Alex Cross. And, and then, and, and then what happened to Monday, which was uh, Numi Rapace playing like a bunch of different oh, characters. Yeah. Was that any good? I never saw it. I that. didn't see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about that? Are you are you interested? Excited? I like Henry Cavill. Yeah. The thing about Henry Cavill is it depends on who he's playing against. If he's going to be there on his own, that could be trouble. Mm. He needs someone fun to play off of. So that he can up his fun game as well. He needs someone to, who's willing to commit to being an eye level with him. So yeah. he feels confident in you know being serious and maybe a little bit earnestly silly. Yeah. Willing to go full hog weirdness into it. But Stahelski makes it go like, okay, well, they're going to commit to actually making it an action piece. Yeah. That means the action sequences will be visceral and kinetic. And <laughs> they, I... they, they will not be CGI'd. There'll be wire work, maybe. Yeah, it will be you know choreographed. Because like you know when this these kind of things happen and people are like oh why would you remake a film like that this I feel like this franchise especially is a long time coming. We need a new version. We need an, an updated uh, like vision, one vision <laughs> for this. And um, I I I cannot wait to see it. I've been waiting like every time they bring it up in the news. I'm like ah. Oh, Maybe this is it. Like I, I saw on my Facebook memories not too long ago, it came up like ten years ago. I, I shared some 
um, some uh, news article about it. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait. In a couple of years, I'm going to be seeing a new Highlander film. And it's never happened. And this is the closest it seems to actually happen. Like, I don't think I've ever heard a name being bandied about for it. But, or even a director and stuff, so... But after yeah. Highlander, mm. do you reckon that we could try and get a gig writing Highlander to the Quickening for them? Oh, that would be fun. Because I don't want them to skip over this one and just be like, right, That's we're going to make it seriously in this thing. I'm like, no, yeah. go into this direction. I Let's think see it's... what happens when someone lives forever and has to deal with all this crazy shit going on. It's widely regarded that this Highlander 2... Um... It becomes non-canonical. Yeah, it... it... It takes place in an alternate timeline. So, this is the timeline I wanted. This is the timeline liberals want. I'm sure it's one of the timelines at the end of Loki. This is a good branch. It really is. I'm so glad you liked it. I, I, I've got to ask the question, but um, I'm not as nervous as I was when I went into this. Uh, Andrew Jones, are you mad that you watched Highlander 2, The Quickening? Uh, the I keep forgetting what it's called. Um, Renegade Cut. Renegade Cut. Am I mad that I watched it now? Yes. Rather than three years ago? <laughs> I mean, not really, because we got IMAX, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Yeah. And we saved this for a special occasion. Yeah. But kind of mad that I'm not in the room with you watching it at the same time. I don't know, it would have been fun. It really would have. But at the same time, because uh, I, I was hoping to be able to come over and watch it with you, you? and I would have bought the DVD. And we wouldn't mm. have got this new cut. So, like, I had things... Not even a new cut, that's the worst stuff. part, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> this is an old cut. Yeah, that's, that's the thing as well. But, like, you know, I would have just been watching a film I've I've known for years. Yeah. But I, I got Decades. a new experience, as you did. And it's... Uh, I don't know. This has been one of my favourite episodes. So you're not mad that you watched this movie? I'm not. I'm not mad. Like, that I just felt like I had to ask as well. Yeah. At this point. Are you uh, Are you moving around for this? Are you moving around for Highlander two, the quick thing, the Renegade version? Three quarters of the way there. I would like yeah, to see what I enough. would like to see what twenty minutes off of this would do to yeah. make it succinctly silly. Yeah. Do you want to? Shall we? Shall we say right here, right now, that one day we will do an episode on the original version? We'll go back and yeah. It'd be the rare time we'll actually cover the same film a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> but in its way, it's completely different because then suddenly it stops being, you know, immortal yeah. humans and it just suddenly becomes space aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes it, give, gives it more of a Predator 2 vibe, I guess. Yeah. And it, um, the, the two um, uh, characters we see at the beginning with the uh, Jupiter Ascending sequence. The, the, the DeVito makes, penguins. Yeah. It makes more sense when you think of them as aliens. Does it? Yeah, they've I mean, got they, they feel they feel really like you know fucked up war boys. Yeah, I guess yeah. So they so they could be humans who have gone through Morton Joe's process. Yeah, I guess. And, I, and I, you know they they get mediocre to death. They ain't going to Valhalla. Let me tell you that much, guys. I guess because I've lived my life um, uh, knowing them as aliens. Uh, yeah, what I do though, Johnny. Go on. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that was episode two hundred and fifty. I remember everything about Highlander. <laughs> you didn't ask me. You don't. I didn't. You didn't get me to. Are you movie oh, mad for oh, Highlander sorry. to the quickening yes. Renegade Cut? I would always be uh, movie mad for Highlander and Highlander two, especially Highlander three and four. 
I never saw Highlander 4 because I remember there was a sex scene in it and Dad never let me watch it. And I never got around to watching it. Isn't there a sex scene in Highlander? Yeah, but I think, real... I think Highlander 4 was uh, more raunchy. Was it called Highlander 4? Uh, Endgame. Yeah, I was doing the Vic Reeves rubbing oh, right. the legs. Highlander 4. <laughs> Oh, right. Okay. Um, and Highlander 3, I've watched maybe one. <laughs> what if Colin McLeod ended up on shooting stars? What's in the scars, Georgie does? Highlander 3, I think I've watched once, but I just remember watching it again. It's not as fun as Highlander 2. I'm doing the panel shows now. That's right, Dada. I do mock the week. But I will, I will always... What week is it? I don't remember. I've been living 150,000 million weeks. <laughs> but I'll, I'll always be movie mad for Highlander and Highlander 2, The Quickening, and now Highlander 2, The Quickening, the Renegade version. That's sweet. Yeah. This is, this is, this is perfect. This is episode 250. It is. How crazy is that? That's only on the main feed. And then you've got you know, bonuses and films we've done randomly, like, uh, yep. you know... All the Fast and Furiouses. Yep. Weird times we've had. My cat's commentaries. Never forget those. We've done a bunch of commentaries, haven't we? We're good films as well, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like cats, and, I just said. You know, coming up to the end of, what, year five? I think so, yeah. Jeez. Um, it's been long. Yeah. Is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Is that our next film? Uh, yeah. We're going to cover all the Michael Jackson films. We're going to do Moonwalker, Is This It, and uh, Men in Black 2. I've been Moonwalker for years, so I wouldn't mind doing that as an episode. I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one good reason why not. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. I believe in Michael Jackson. Finding what? Neverland it is, then. Um, <laughs> where can we find you to, to talk Highlander? Um, you know what, for this instance, you should definitely find me at Scott Derrickson and tell me how much <laughs> you love Highlander and how, you know, I should definitely be doing Highlander 2, The Quickening. I I, I feel like you could get I, you could get big traction through that and yeah. I will definitely reply to you and probably, you know, get, that might end up accidentally happening. <laughs> also, at Ethan Runt, if you actually want to give a shit about me. Yeah. Also, letterbox.com slash Ethan Runt. Yeah. That's where uh, so you can find things where on. you can see, you know, my recent reviews for Love Story. Or the Sparks Brothers. Oh, how did you see that? What? How did you see the Sparks Brothers? It's available in America, so I rented it. What? Oh, you rented it. Okay. Damn. Um, yeah, I saw that uh, on less books. I can uh, I can record the Renegade version separately, which is nice. So that's that's what I'll be doing after this. Where can we find you on Letterboxd to do that? Uh, movie Mad. Uh, where you can also find well, yeah, you can um, find me Movie Mad. Letterbox.com slash Movie Mad. Where yeah. else can we find you? On Twitter, it's uh, and Instagram, it's Movie underscore Mad. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, and you can find us at Are You Movie underscore Mad on Twitter. Yeah. Of uh, course. Movie Mad Pod on Facebook. Yes. And Are You Movie Mad at Hotmail.com on our email. That's our email. Come talk to us. Come uh, pitch your ideas for what we should do for Highlander to the beginning, but Henry Cavill version. Mm. Mm. Let's get this going. Let's let let's not just redo the Renegade cut. Let's add more ideas. Maybe he goes into the server verse. Who knows? Also, we definitely need to do the Henry. If if the Henry Cavill version does 
come to fruition. And this is 100% a double donkey together. dare to Henry Cavill. If it does yeah. come to fruition, <laughs> we will be doing it. And you will be on the episode as well, Henry yes. Cavill. Yep. But it's not like you don't know how to work a computer, so you can join us on Skype. Yes, exactly. You can build up an, your own very special <laughs> Skype machine just for it. Yeah. Um, until next but week. But you, you have to be on video so we can just stare at your arms for a while, yes. right? Yeah. Just, just by law. And yes, if you, if we have to, we will also do an episode on the cold light of day just for you. <laughs> I'm sure that won't happen because you wouldn't want that. Um, Remember the cold light of day? I know the Cavill, title, Bruce Willis. I don't think I ever E1 just kind of dropped it one day. It was like, right, uh, this comes out tomorrow in cinemas. And <laughs> then it disappeared really quickly because, oh, wow. you know, they didn't even bother to do any press screenings. Because they were like, well, it's got Henry Cavill and he's going to be Superman next year. Uh, That's how old it was. It's got Bruce Willis. You like Bruce Willis, right? He's never done a bad film. <laughs> um, what's Sigourney um, Weaver? Jesus. Mm. What's next week's film? Oh, you did it. We started doing a franchise you like, right? Yeah. Why don't we go to a franchise I quite like? Okay, interesting. And uh, you like, you know, fantasy and swords, don't you? Yeah, That's I mean, I just watched, yeah. Yeah, so well, why don't we do something with fantasy and swords? Okay, Hannah and cool. Theatres. Join us next week for sure, Hannah something and Theatres. Like Till then. Doiser. They can be only one. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. Produced and edited by Andrew Jones. Executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com.